Everything happens for a reason It ain't no secret Life can be exhausting It can make you feel defeated But you can beat it Yeah, we gon' beat it If you can dream it, you can do it I can promise y'all that we gon' be okay We gon' be okay yeah. I know times get hard But it makes us who we are Just know we gon' be okay we gon' be okay, all you gotta do is start I can feel it in my heart, oh yeah, we gon' be okay, yeah Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for taking part in the first ever Independent Wrestling Spotlight Podcast Our guest tonight is Joseph Schwartz of Flophouse Wrestling He'll be on here shortly to talk to us about his upcoming show on December 19th In Indianapolis, Indiana, Flophouse 2 before we get into that, I just wanted to touch base with the fans and let them know that we will continue to still do the written version of the Independent Wrestling Spotlight. You can see one we just did with AC Mac on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are going to start hopefully doing a lot more of these audio versions as I feel like we can tell more stories and get more names out there and have better discussions with the world of independent wrestling in our helps to continue to grow that. One last thing before we get into the interview, shout out to my man T-Crazy for dropping his single B-OK for the podcast today and allowing us to use that throughout the show. Make sure you stay tuned at the end to hear the entire track. Give him a like, follow on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Apple Music, Spotify. It'll really help him out. Much appreciated. And ladies and gentlemen, enjoy our interview with Joseph Schwartz. You can do it. I can promise y'all that we gonna be okay. We gon' be okay, yeah. I know times get hard, but it makes us who we are Just know we gon' be okay, we gon' be okay All you gotta do is start, I can feel it in my heart Oh yeah, we gon' be okay Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever audio version of the Independent Wrestler Spotlight Series Joining me today, I'm honored to have the man, the myth, Mr. Big Dick Energy himself, Joseph Swartz. How the hell are you, sir? I'm, I'm doing well. No matter how many times that gets said, it always gets a giggle out of me, too. <laughs> no, that's, that's, quite the, that's quite the title to have, Mr. Big Dick Energy. I mean, the ladies, I, the ladies have their WAP, so uh, we got we to gotta have something. Hey. That's damn right. So before we get into <laughs> everything, I know you're here to talk about your big show on December 19th, Flophouse 2. But yeah. I wanted, yeah. But before we get into that, real quick, I just wanted to let everybody know this is the first time you're the first guest on the spot, the audio version of the Spotlight series. For everybody that doesn't know, we I've been doing these for a few years now through a written interview, and I've been dying to uh get this into an audio version because the wrestlers promoters anybody that's in the wrestling business can portray things a little bit better via spoken word opposed to written so you're the first you're starting us off strong i appreciate everybody i talk to about joseph schwartz on you gotta have schwartzy you gotta get him he's a riot he's a lot of fun he's one of the most humble guys in the business puts everybody over all the time and in the short time that i've known you the guys over at hcw uh, were the ones that got me on to you up in south bend 
that's what you seem to do, man. You are Mr. Positive Energy, putting people over. Wrestlers are constantly sharing their things, doing their thing. So tell me, how do you? Man, uh, I, I just love wrestling. <laughs> brings you to. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah, just love wrestling. I do too, and that's my goal with this project and these projects that I do is I want to help grow the independent scene as best I can. I feel like you know people that run certain wrestling pages only care about the Monday, Wednesday, Friday aspect of things, but there's plenty of men and women out there busting their hump Monday through Sunday. Yeah, this one's our narrative, so, isn't it? It's not, it's not the popular narrative, is it? It's the indie no, narrative. No, not at all. And the fact that you take a time out after uh, going through a table and taking some light tubes this past weekend in a pumpkin <laughs> path death match, I, I, you got to be feeling some sort of way today. I, I, I am like, if, if anything, I'm more, sh- I'm like really shredded up. <laughs> like my fingertips are shredded up and like, <laughs> Uh, I mean, all, I'm not. I'm not complaining though. Those guys, those guys met me just as equally, if not more. So, um, man, it was. I hadn't been in a death match in four years, so it was fun. So I'm just gonna start. I'll just start off there. A hand sanitizer is a must during this time of the year. That's gotta be brutal. Oh, right now. so <laughs> it's terrible. I work with a. Uh, I work with food in a kitchen uh, in the mornings. I, I, I enjoy uh, cooking, so I kind of got a part-time deal doing with that. So I had to, uh, I had to go in this kitchen today and uh, just absolutely triple glove, like, everything. I was wearing, like, multiple layers. Like, I looked like I was trying to rob a bank, probably. And I'm just prepping food as a man <laughs> as a man who works in food i or works i work at a butcher shop i can really yes yeah with the gloving up thing so just give uh give our listeners a little bit of a backstory on how joseph schwartz decides the wrestling business is his passion what he wants to do on his day-to-day what moment did you realize that wrestling was for you so, I, I mean, like, I always wanted to be a wrestler, but, like, uh, I was in college, and I was running a nightclub, and I wanted to bring somebody in to throw an indie show, and that person just happened to be, I, and I met him on the internet, like, looking for a ring to rent. I ran into a old-timer Jeff King, and I met him in a coffee shop to talk about running a show, and I swear to you, next thing you know, he talked me into uh well, he asked me if I wanted to train. I said, always. And like, he talked me into coming to his yard uh, where we set up a ring and it was in a cornfield because he had this huge property on a farm. And next thing you know, I'm training every day out in a cornfield to be a wrestler and I never turn back. That's it's, it's, it's kind of silly. Awesome. That's like... <laughs> and then, uh, and then from there, and now you're, I, I... now you, yeah. go ahead. Oh no! I was like, and then from there, I was, uh, you know, after after Jeff King and uh, he he had called Frankie the Face to give me a little help there too. Uh, guys like Game Boy Max Morrison, now known as I think he just goes by Max Morrison Project Max. Uh, they they showed up every day. Uh, you know, those guys weren't paid, but they they came to just help me because they love wrestling, which I'll always be grateful for. And then from there, I moved to Detroit right away because I had to for work. And uh, Truth Martini opened his arms out to me and said, come to my school. You can use it whenever you want. 
And next thing you know, I'm training with American kickboxer, guy who trained Drake Younger and Isaiah, or not, yeah, uh, you know, Isaiah and uh, Apollo Star. And man, I just, I just was around the right people for a lot of years. And I just love, fell in love with wrestling more and more and more. Fantastic. So over those, over the course of those last few years, who would you say gave you like your most memorable moment in the ring match or just moment otherwise? Cause you seem to have been at this for quite some time. <laughs> Probably a lot. I mean, there's a lot of moments I've, I've been fortunate enough to have. Um, who uh wrestling uh shigiro from japan was probably one of my favorite matches of all time it was super humbling to experience that kind of energy in a ring off of another human being it's unmatched and unparalleled um man i got to wrestle billy gunn which is like one of the bigger names that when i grew up was like super huge to me so like that was a big deal um i've won prince of the death that was that was that was pretty fun being in King of the Death matches. I, I, I've had a lot of great moments, and they all hold different sentiments, but they're all pretty much high up there. Um, recently, recently, I would say, I would say, wrestling Barbarian and Warlord was tops. We got to wrestle the Powers of Pain, me and Zodiac. And that was just so much fun. I don't, like, like when you get a real authentic Samoan wrestler from the, from the family that, man, they are so good and they are so fun to work with and they are such a pleasure. And then Warlord, who was having a really bad, or uh, yeah, Warlord, who was having a really bad day, really just turned on a smile. And we had this a wonderful match. And uh, Terry Taylor gave us the ultimate compliment after that match, just, Made just told us how good the match was and and how we uh, he said we made the made his friends look like they were in their prime again and it was just everything all came together in that match and and then the compliment it was a good night I would say that one heroes and legends yeah being in the uh, the media side of the wrestling business for me when when somebody compliments you know an article I wrote or something like that it's almost worth more than any kind of pay you could get or anything like that. So that's awesome that a legend, Absolutely. you know, gave, gave you guys that seal of approval, so to speak. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially Terry in Taylor. My, in, yeah. Right. That's a big deal. Big deal. Um, in my, re, in my research of you and pre- preparation as best I could for today, <laughs> you seem to do a lot of different styles. Well, right. And I, you laugh because I think you know where I'm going with this. You seem to be able to, like you said, the death matches earlier, the tag team matches. You can do the comedy aspect of things. How does the preparation for you go into that different styles when you know on a given night you're going to be doing comedy or a death match and so on? So, like, I guess there's no real – I mean, you always watch tape. I watch a ton of tape always, though. So I guess it's not like I specifically prepare – for each match, you know, beforehand, um, with the exception of this last death match. Um, I watch a lot of tape, but this last death match, for example, I watched a lot of Alex Cologne. I think he's the best death match wrestler in the world right now. And, uh, and I know that's open to interpretation. Everyone's got their own and I don't, I, everyone's got an argument and I'm not arguing anybody or, 
But to me, Alex Colon is the best death match. That's the beautiful part of that's the beautiful Isn't part it? of wrestling. Nobody's right or wrong. And well, I tell Jim people Cornette's that kind of all wrong. the time. So yeah, okay. <laughs> there's an exception to every rule. <laughs> but I but, okay. sorry. But, but, but to your but to your point, you know, like I said, yeah. you know, certain people, you know, like a certain style or like a certain person more than another. Two, what draws to you? What makes you feel something when you watch it on TV exactly. or on the internet? So, so for me, that's was, what I try to do. Yeah. So for me, it was like Alex Cologne on this last one. I I, I watched a lot of his stuff, um, but I I pride myself on being a Swiss Army man. Like I really, I'm a Swiss Army wrestler. I can do absolutely anything that's asked of me and i think people forgot that i could uh i could get violent and i just had to remind the world like don't ever think i can't just in case you forgot and based on what i saw that looks like you did that you definitely showed up and showed out in that death match and whoo and like i said earlier i don't envy that spot <laughs> It was uh, it was a good time. Somehow going through all that is a good time, but it was a good time. I can't imagine there's any great way to prepare for a light tube to the face. I just, as an outsider looking in, I just can't imagine. That it's it's there. nothing beyond grit your teeth <laughs> and and just dive in, like a cold pool. So. You brought up, you know, being a Swiss Army knife and being able to do different spots. Um, do you do you have any advice for current wrestlers or anybody looking into getting the business? You know, like you said, being a Swiss Army knife probably helps you get booked at certain spots and be able to just fill gaps where is neat where they are needed. Sure. So, do you have any advice for anybody on the up and coming or anybody? Yeah, that's out there definitely. Now? Like, first of all, training means everything. Make sure you're trained by a reputable trainer. Make sure you're. If you think you should, you'll know. I'm sorry, but like with the schools that are here out right now, you know if you're being trained right. And the the biggest concern would be, am I being pushed too hard? So, if you don't feel like you're being trained right, you're probably not. Um. Get trained properly. And then, you know, don't, don't, I wouldn't die. Like a lot of people dive into death matches early. I'm telling you, there's only a couple anomalies, but for the most part, that's, that's something, you know, just, just take her easy. It's a long ride and you should enjoy it. Study tape, get to know what you know. You're not going to know everything at once. When you think you know something, I promise you five years later, you're going to be like, I can't believe I thought that. So just, Keep your ears open, your mouth, your mouth shut, and study everything. I mean, you're in the business of working a room when you get in the ring. So at all times, read the room. Read the room. Learn what you like when what kind of match is going on, what kind of opponent. Just keep your eyes open. Every like information will present itself pretty predominantly if you're looking for it. I think that's really good advice because, you know, there's some wrestlers that I don't name names, but just don't read that room when you're in front of five people or 50 people. It's like you got to know what's going on in there. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> when we'll, we'll, so we're going to shift a little bit. Out, you know, appreciate you putting yourself over there for a little bit. I know that it's uncomfortable. I, like I said earlier. <laughs> And, you know, but I appreciate you doing that. I I, I listened to uh, 
the uh, Hot Dog and a Handshake podcast. So shout out to those guys earlier this week and Definitely. put everybody under the sun over. And that's very um, that's very noble. But I wanted to let you take a little bit of the spotlight for at least the first part of this I for taking the time to come out and talk with me, which we appreciate. So I've noticed your social media is very mixed of like you're so willing to like share someone else's match and oh yeah you know, put out and put out the advice and i think that's awesome so you share all these matches can we talk about who's an up-and-coming guy that in the indie scene that nobody's talking about but we should be who's your number one or give me a couple if you have to you know narrow it down to one's kind of hard sure um i just put a guy over today uh josh paul uh, known as tommy vendetta I'll tell you right now, there's an up-and-coming guy, um, and he's not even from my area, and usually I should be putting the guys in my area over, but he comes right to my head. Uh, Tommy Vendetta is really good. And uh, if oh, he's Death good – Army, right? Yeah, yeah, and if he's good now at this rate, like where is he going to be in five years? Like it's going to be – I can't wait to see it. Probably signed somewhere big or probably turning down a major signing because he can. Who knows? But like – that's wrestling. And then on top of it, oh, Jack Price is his partner, too. Then as a tag team, they're fucking phenomenal. So uh, I would put over, like, them right now, Death Threat Army. I know they get, like, a lot of love in Michigan, but they should be, like, w- they should be all over the fucking country easily. Um, yeah, they're they're huge in this area. Yeah. I'm, like, on the border. I'm on the border of Michigan, and they – so I actually interviewed uh, Jack Price for the written spotlight part of this, and he was nothing but nice. Great guy. Dude, they're, they're great guys. Say that out loud because he gives out that vibe of a badass, but he's a really nice guy. <laughs> he's a good dude. Um, both of them are. I mean, they're they're just phenomenal talent. Um, you've got guys like uh, Brad Cash. Brad Cash is a phenomenal deathmatch wrestler who just – he's out there plugging everybody else, giving everyone else over. Um, Neil Cutter's finally getting his up and up and comments or or comeuppance. Oh my God, that was Flophouse. Uh, he's getting his comeuppance in wrestling. He's he's doing very well right now with deathmatch wrestling. Uh, man, there's just so many like everybody on my roster. Jordan Die, Wade, formerly known as Wayne Castle, really great talent. Uh, somehow somebody forgot to reach their hand out to their brother, Wade and let him know that he was one of us because he was feeling pretty down on himself. And I reached out to him and he came to our show and overperformed out, showed out so many people just be, and, and, and worked around everybody. Like, and when I say worked around everybody, I mean, he was in the back physically helping everywhere he could. Like this guy's opening my show because his hustle is phenomenal. So definitely keep your eye out on Wade Castle. That match with uh, with Cole Radrick that I got, it's going to be a banger. Just a fucking banger. The indie scene needs bangers, that's for sure. Definitely. I love, I love seeing a good banger. You got Haley J. So- I could put over – let's put over a female talent. Hollywood, Hollywood Haley J. Hollywood Haley J with her sassy little big mouth. Y'all, I'm telling you right now, everyone's like, that's a gimmick. That's a-. No, that is her. That is her 110%. And she's the daughter of Amazing Maria, and she's been trained oh so proper. She is going to be fierce in, like, two years. Two years, she's going to be somebody. I'm starting to see her uh, 
posted about more I, on the social media scene. So she's somebody I'm getting familiar with slowly. I definitely put over Carver, but he showed up to the show and now everybody knows who the fuck Carver is. He's woo. The Carver is everywhere now. He's on every show. Man, he knows how to create value. Everyone should take notes from this guy. So, so that brings me up kind of to my next question here. As you do the wrestling thing extremely well, and you also are a promoter. Yes. And this is and Carver is one of the guys that you had had brought onto your show. And I think you had mentioned in previous interviews, and then like you just said, he blew up and he's now everywhere. As a promoter. How does that make you feel knowing that that was your guy and now he is like one of the hot commodities on the scene? Bro, my heart is so full. Like, seriously, all the idea of Flophouse was to like kind of tell the tastemakers you're not really good tastemakers and there's a lot of people that need a spot. And I guarantee you all you need, like I don't have the ultimate spot. That's the goal is to be the place you want to wrestle. Apparently it is now, which I appreciate. But, like, the goal was to give you the match that gets you to the place you want to be at. And to see that he came in and is working everywhere now is, like, phenomenal because he just needed to be seen. It's all his talent. It's all his ideas. It's it's all him. He just needed a ring, an audience, like, IWTV, Wrestling with Unicorns, and, like, someone to show – just someone to give him some t- 10 minutes to show him. And 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 he did it, and he, and that's all we wanted. And he's he's the poster child of what I wanted out of Flophouse One. Like he's the poster child of like I just want you guys to eat this year, and like not because of me, but just because I just want you guys like you deserve it. And like there's a lot of people bogarting spots. There was a lot of people on collective weekend and I'm, I listen, a lot of people earn their spots, but like the fact that the same five people were on every fucking show is not spread out, giving everyone a chance to eat. And that's some bullshit. So if I really have a problem with that, I have to create that. And this man proved my point for me and I couldn't be any more grateful. I can agree with you there. As much as the collective was, an, it's an awesome well, it's event, so to speak. But you look at the you look at the recaps or however you get your news for that, and it's the same, like you said, same group of people on each show over a three day weekend. Well, watch the last day. If you watch Sunday's show, all your wrestlers that you like love are injured, and like they're not phoning it in. Their bodies can't do it. Like not all of them, but a lot of them were just kind of like trying to get through it like you can spread that out pay more people and be make a better scene but for some reason you know there's 12 there's 12 promotions and they couldn't spread the love i was pretty disappointed in that but other than that it was a great weekend but i was pretty disappointed that they couldn't spread it out honestly it was like uh yeah i'm really a we all gotta eat type of guy and that's how it should be in the, the the independent scene. And that's kind of my mentality on the uh, the end of, on the uh, social media side of things is just you know I'm going to spread the love as much as I can, and that's why this project started. I want to get you guys an opportunity to you know yeah it's only you know it's not WWE numbers I'm doing, but you know if I can get one person you know 
become a fa- uh, get one person to become a fan of Joseph Schwartz, man. I feel like I did my job. I appreciate that. That's and a so good thing. I, I, res- I respect that. You know, if I can get anybody that you've got coming up here on this flat house card, somebody goes, Oh my gosh, I don't know who that is. I want to check them out and get them a Facebook like, or they buy a t-shirt. I mean, that's a million dollars. Oh, which by the way, if you need any of the flop house guys, I'll be more than happy to reach out for you. My flop, my guys want to get out there. I'm sure they'd be more than happy to do, do a podcast with you. I got a great group of people. I would. Hey, I, I more than appreciate the podcasts. I do the written side if people aren't comfortable with the podcast. I'll hell, I'll do both if you want. <laughs> we'll have Carver send you a bunch of bloody on... letters in the mail that you can read. <laughs> or magazine clippings. <laughs> if the Dread King is listening, I didn't reach out to him and he goes, Yeah, I have no idea who you are. <laughs> Maybe after today. I'm telling you right I'm I telling am. you right now, wait do you see what we got the Dread King doing. I can't tell you yet, but when you see what Dread King's doing, there's going to be a fight. Why don't Why don't we transition into the reason that I'm sure everyone listening is here, and I know why you're here, because this is your... I can tell, listening to previous interviews and watching your social media grow, this is where your passion exudes, is Flophouse. Let's talk about how did Flophouse become what it's became. I know you touched on a little bit earlier, but what, what really was like the, all right, we're doing this, let's make it happen. And now it's spiraled into one of the biggest things on what I see on social media is flop house, <laughs> flop house all the time. Well, in, And I'm loving it. I appreciate it. that. In, uh, in 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, uh, I used to come down here. I lived in Detroit. Uh, I live in Indianapolis now. But I used to come down to Indianapolis and work for a promotion called uh, Insanity Pro Wrestling. It was like the Smart Mark promotion down here. And I say that with love because it was the fucking awesome place to work. Um, and after the show, there was always an after party at our Dojo Brothers house, Cliffy. And we would get what we called flop house fucked up and enjoy each other's company and camaraderie. And occasionally when we were at the apex of getting trashed, we would have what's called flop house wrestling. And we just move the couches and start wrestling in the house like a bunch of drunk assholes. But the idea of flop house was that there was all these wrestlers having fun, loving each other, getting together and partying and just, it was good camaraderie. And that, that had never left me that like, this wrestling stopped being like that. Like everybody just started sharking on each other and it, it it's really bad. And everyone's dirty and, and snaky to each other. And I don't know what happened, but one day uh, kids stopped riding in cars and, you know, maybe it was the vet's fault. Maybe it was the kid's fault. Who knows? Like at some point it just became everyone blaming each other too. And then quarantine happened and then everybody was at each other's fucking throat. There was no wrestling. So everyone's blaming everybody for everything they can because wrestlers and wrestling fans like emotional roller coasters. That's why we like wrestling. That's why wrestlers get addicted to casinos. You know, we like emotional roller coasters. And it was just so bad. And like a lot of people that needed to go away were kicked out of wrestling and they don't get to play with us anymore. They're not allowed. They have to relearn how to act in society. And I'm glad about it. They have to really learn how to act and they can be reintegrated into society of wrestling if they, if we deem fit. But 
we had this messy scene. We had everybody at each other's throats and wrestling came back and everyone started having fun again, but it was still like something needs to happen. Like we need to know, like something has to happen to bring us all. We're not all together yet. And I was like sitting in my living room, sitting here with Apollo star and Randy, Randy West. And man, we were like, I'm like, I'm going to throw a fucking show. And I was just joking. And I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And they were like, that's a fucking great idea. I said, I'm going to throw it in a motherfucker's backyard. I don't give a shit. Like, I was just joking. And it sounded really good. And we started throwing together a 70-person show. Not 70 wrestlers, but like, we'll let 70 people come out. We'll have a handful of wrestlers. And we'll throw a little flop house show. I, didn't, I wasn't going to get an entrance. So I was just going to get a ring. And we were going to have fun. And it just blew. Everyone hit me up. It just blew up. Everything I was posting, people wanted more of. And I couldn't believe it. I, I was like, well, this is fucking stupid. We're just goofing around. Like, really, we're just goofing around. I'm just having a good time. Like, that's why we had a secret location. Not because we thought we were cool, but because we just kind of were having a party. And, man, next thing you know, I got all these. I got fucking Mickey Knuckles reaching out to me. Uh even though Katie Vick didn't show up, the guy with the Katie Vick costume messaged me and was like, I want to come out. Um, I mean, you see Jake Crisp, all these guys like wanted to be involved. And I said, I'm going to have a bunch of kegs. I'm going to have everyone can drink. I'm going to have a bunch of barbecue. And it was, it was, it just brought itself together. Wrestlers were helping. If you bought concessions at that show, you were probably served by Wade Castle or Hoodfoot or, um, Wade Castle's wife, man, uh, or I'm sorry, Jordan Die, so I used to call him Wade. His his wife stepped up like it was a real family style show. I was running music all night. You can see me on camera on IWTV. I'm running music because we did not have a guy to run the music. Um, it just and after the show, it was all everybody was talking about. I don't know how it happened. I couldn't even begin to tell you. I sold well over a hundred and some odd tickets. Um, the whole neighborhood had walked up to watch the show. Police officers stopped and were watching the show and want to become involved with what we were doing because it was so fun. We, at, we closed out this horrible summer with love and fun and just everybody wanted more. So I had to do it again. And I'm like, well, I need a reason to party. And I love, I, I, I grew up Jewish and whatever, but like, I love Christmas and that's, we're going to have a Christmas party. We haven't had a Christmas party. A lot of us haven't had an actual Christmas party in years either. So I think we're going to have a big Christmas rager. So that's definitely like, like you're saying, you know, it just kind of was this crazy idea and you threw it together and it seemed like you had this amazing, like just community family, just everybody on the same page. And it just exploded into what you, Probably your wildest dreams like, oh, wow. This wasn't even, I wasn't even wildly dreaming about this. That's the crazy part. (laughs) I I wasn't even dreaming that far. (laughs) But like, Hood Slam is a promotion out in Oakland, California. They were called the Accidental Phenomenon. And I'd be damned if we didn't become one of those Accidental Phenomenons ourselves. That's fantastic. So, 
when you're putting together these shows before we get into the flop house two card, which we're going to dive into here in a minute, I just want to, what is, what is your, uh, when you're as a promoter and you're looking for people to put into these places for this card, how do you, and like, is it locker room cohesion is what you're looking for? Obviously you want talented individuals. I mean, that's gotta be everybody's first get, but what are you looking for when you're putting together the card for flop house too? Cause there's some names on here and we're going to get into them. And it looks like there's some talented folks. Bangers and positivity. I need bangers and positivity. And I don't mean like you're a guy that guarantees bangers. I mean, you're a guy or girl or gender fluent that has the passion in your soul to put on a banger. Like you want to, you desire yeah. to, you have the drive and you're willing to put in the work. So you got to be positive. You can't be a, and you got to be like, for the most part. So the guys that I have that are, that are being used and eating well on the scene are being put against guys that I'm pulling them up to their table and I'm going to let everyone eat together. So if you have a bigger name in the night, it's because it's your turn. It's Christmas. Merry Christmas. You get you get your chance to show the world what you always knew and we always knew you could do. So I'm an energy aficionado. I go off the science of energy, and I believe everyone has energy. And, man, I have this mathematical equation in my brain that I couldn't explain or put into words, but I do the equation, and you either fit it or you don't. I don't even let certain fans buy tickets to the show if I think you're ugly in like as a person. Not like physically, but like if you're an ugly human being, you don't get to come to my show. Fuck that noise. I was gonna say, man, I might not get that. No, man, we're all based on looks. We're all I got big dick energy, but I'm looking motherfuckers. So (laughs) but if you're that's why I got a face for pot. I'm gonna tell you right now. There's a. There, I've seen. I've seen gorgeous women that the minute they talk, I'm like, you're an ugly person. So it now you know looks don't mean a thing. That's right. Damn straight. We get some more positivity in here. All right, man. So let's do it. Flop house two. Flop as fuck. Is that the tagline? Um, I mean, if this fuck. was the WWE, that'd be the that'd be the tagline. Everything's got a tagline these days. It's uh, in Indianapolis, Indiana, on December nineteenth uh, at seven o'clock. Everything six, but we're stuffish. We're real, right? But if we start at seven and you're late, that's on you. I've got twelve matches, so I'm, I'm going to try to get them going. But we are there till two a.m. 12 matches. So I don't know where you want to start on the card. I was looking at it and what stood out to me is you got, you know, Cole Radrick there. You got, you know, like you said earlier, Haley J is going to be there. Chuck Steen. I mean, we could talk about the biggest name on the list that I think shocked a lot of people. You got Let's Jazz talk about coming. It. What do you, what do you, what do you want to know about Jazz? I just, how does, because I haven't seen Jazz doing much of anything in the wrestling world in a while, and then she pops up at Flop House. How does that happen? Because we're 
crazy. <laughs> um, no, she's a fucking legend. She is a legend. She is, she, no matter how many people sing her praises, they aren't sung enough. She is a badass. She was an ECW fucking standout. She kicked the shit out of every woman in WWE. She's currently down in Texas training and putting together some awesome talent out with heavy metal wrestling. Shout out to Dylan at heavy metal wrestling doing great things down there in Texas. Um, but she's, uh, she's, she's a, she's a fucking hero. She's a goddamn hero. <laughs> yeah, she's underrated. So I, underrated I, by a lot of wrestling pundits. Not enough jazz. Not talk, enough I jazz agree. talk. So I reached out to her and it was very simple. She was, she's a very easy person to talk to. And I, I'm very grateful for that, but uh, she's going to come in and she says that she has something that she needs to say in the middle of the ring. And I said, that's fine. And she says, I'm going to be bringing a bag. And I said, okay. Okay. So she's got a bag with her. I don't know what's in like that bag. Like a grocery bag. I don't bag? know what that means. But I only know one thing that she'd bring in a bag and she can't bring a hammer or a gun or anything like that. No, you can't bring weaponry on a plane. So I only know two weapons she carries on her at all times and they're her side arms. So who knows? (laughs) I agree. And then you got got, uh, the thieves of greatness. They may not be cops. They may be cops. I'm not sure. I hope they're not fucking cops. Those guys are huge up here, and I didn't think until you posted the uh, the little uh, I'll call it a, the meme match or whatever it may be the vignette card I don't know what it's called. I was like, oh shit, they do look like cops. <laughs> they look like an undercover buddy cop team, right? Like they're about to put out like the best buddy cop movie, like the Thieves of Greatness Eight Team Tremendous. <laughs> but they're great they're amazing talent and they're not out there enough and i have this little platform and i know that they'll deliver so i reached out to theo oh absolutely. i reached out to theo skis he reached out to his boy isaiah and we're off to the races yeah those guys are huge up here and they do great things you'll, you'll definitely well, I'll be making an announcement with all these tag teams here in the next day or two. Actually, I'll be making it during NXT. And these boys have a bigger opportunity than they originally thought they had. In fact, all the tag teams do. And I'll leave it at that. Flophouse getting some tag team championships? I don't know. Are they fighting for rum? We might put the rum ham. We might get a crave case and put it on a ladder. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Only we would put a crave case on a ladder. We're not doing that, but now I'm thinking about it. That's Um, how Zane got booked. I'm gonna have to go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and take partial credit for that idea. Crave Crave case, case. like that was mine. Ladder match. It was wrestling. That was Wrestling Plug Inks. Yeah, we'll sponsor the, the that. All contracts, day. We'll sponsor that all day. I'll buy two brave cases. 
So again, this card just is, looks like it looks like a lot of fun. It looks like there's a little bit of variety for everybody. Wrestling is a big buffet, if you will, and you've got your deathmatch guys. And then, like we talked earlier, the Dread King, he's showing up. You said you got big bags for him. Any hints as to what those big what's what's going on there? He's a hunter. He's gonna be hunting. He's a collector. He's coming to collect. That's that's all I and then uh who am I missing here? Oh, you got Suge D, aka Pineapple Pete probably. I don't have Pineapple Pete money, but I had Suge D money. <laughs> Shug D. You got Shug D money. Let me tell you about. Money, huh? Let me tell Pineapple you about Shug. Shug is the one of the best catch technical wrestlers, and because some people in these big companies see a pair of bright pants and a character, they don't even keep their eye on his catch wrestling, which is fucking brilliant. This guy can go. This guy's the fucking bar. I want to test myself. So guess what I want to do? I'm testing myself against the guy that I know and the world, indie world knows. We know he's like the best. He is one of the best catch wrestlers today. And I'm going to have a goddamn wrestling match with him. And I'm hoping I can, uh, I can do something there. But I, I. He's one of those guys that is just, I'm shocked he's not more like bigger he was bright spot on the AEW, and i thought they should have signed him and he's he's too good for them he's too good for anybody that won't sign him he's so good absolutely and he's a treasure in the locker room he's a treasure in the locker room let me tell you about positive energy putting people over always putting others first should d all those things So why don't we talk, why don't you go ahead and tell me about the rest of the card here? I'm sitting here kind of looking through my notes real quick. We got, you know, like I said, Chuck Steen talks about. Oh yeah, we got a staple gun match. Yeah, I was was getting. What kind of staple gun? That's a weird match. Staple gun, yeah. Yeah. That's gonna. I don't. Does that damper your Christmas spirit to get staple gunned in the face? No, because what we're gonna do is we're going to cut out a bunch of dicks from magazines. We're going to put them in bags. We're going to give them each two big bags of dicks. And the first one to staple 12 dicks to their opponent wins. And that's funny. Is there an official dick counter? Yes. We will have a scorekeeper. Yep, we're going to have a scorekeeper live on on the spot, just like we did for the doors match. Mom, I might have two people dressed up like proud. the count from Sesame dick Street. Counter. Two dicks, ah, ah, ah. Three dicks, ah, ah, ah. Something like that. <laughs> oh, man, this show seems like it's going to be a riot. <laughs> and I haven't even got to half of the people on the car. We got Haley J and the Carver. So you got 12? Yeah, so yeah, we just talked about them earlier. What's going on so there? That's an interesting. Pairing. We have to offer the Carver something, but, um, you know, technically she won the big dick scramble skis. So let's see if she can swing dick with uh, the Carver. You know, she's got a big mouth. I, I she's got think a, she can hold a her wily own. attitude. She's a firecracker, and she's well versed in beating that ass 
But then again, we have the Carver. He's a psychopath who got stabbed in the eye at our last show and still wrestled. That's definitely um, dedication to the Oh, when he was walking around with that knife in his eye, I was like, Jesus Christ, we're going to jail. But you had the cops on your side, so they were like, oh, it's very loved show. it. We it's were doing the good. job for them. We, we said, hey, we got criminals that stab themselves. It's all good. Give us a moment. So I'm going to go ahead and open up the floor. Is there anything that you want to announce or talk about on Flophouse that I may have not already touched on as we get close to wrapping this thing well, up here? Uh, as I said before, we've got Mickey Knuckles coming in again. Mickey Knuckles will be there. She's going to be... Uh, She's a veteran. She's of the a game. veteran of the game. Uh, Zodiac's in the house. Uh, Thunder Kitty. We've got Thunder Kitty. Apollo Star. We announced the other day Apollo Star will be wrestling GCW's JJ Garrett. Um, Hoodfoot will be defending his title at the top of the night, and I will be announcing his opponent soon. But he will be announcing. He will have flop house rules. Anything goes. We have a death match. And I did have. Four- did have one question as I was looking for sure. the card. How do you not? How do you get somebody not named Mo Atlas to show up? <laughs> well, how did you find a guy that got, looks eerily similar? No, to Mo no, Atlas see that. See that's take, Bobby documents, and if you mistake Bobby documents for Mo Atlas in 2020, that's racist. So we don't do that. The man clearly has a mustache. Oh, he has clearly a mustache and a hat. And maybe a jacket. I don't know. I and one owes more child support than the other. No two child supports look the same. So we'll see about that. We actually, uh, we think we're going to try to chalk Bobby documents. Oh, I'll announce a match for you guys tonight. I'll give you a match. Exclusives. Going down here. Dropping, dropping so last, last, last month, last month we had the brother, brother, rumble, rumble. All, all brother, a brother enters every minute. So this time we're having the battle scramble. Battle scramble. What that is? What is what, a what is a battle? We're scramble. gonna throw a whole bunch of motherfuckers in the ring, and they're gonna throw each other over the top rope until there's six left, and that thing's gonna become a scramble, a hot scramble. Interesting. And I have all types of people entering that match. I mean, shapes, sizes, genders, the whole nine. You, I couldn't even begin to tell you. I might even throw a dog, maybe a goat in there. I don't know. Santa's probably going to get involved. Um, Bobby Documents might even jump in that thing. There's always, if there's an extra envelope, Bobby Documents will do it. He's got kids to pay for that aren't, that he doesn't see regularly. So, or at all. Kids ain't cheap. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. So we are going to do the battle scramble. And the winner of that battle scramble will get a mystery prize that will be revealed that night. A prize beyond their wildest flophouse dreams, which is usually... Two grave cases, courtesy of... No, they're not grave cases. I will will say this. We offer opportunity. You will win opportunity. That you do, man. You will win opportunity if you win the battle scramble. How do, uh, so as we wrap that up, how do the fans, I saw that this is invite only. This isn't just something you can just show up to. Nope. Tell them fans how they can get to Flophouse. So it's invite only, but it's not 
amazingly hard to get an invite. You just got to be 18 and up and you got to be not creepy, which is not that hard in 2020. I'd hope, you know, don't be one of those fans that we all know are like, Hey, that guy yells racist stuff in the crowd. That's about it. It's pretty easy to get an invite. You just message me because the day of the show I want, this is a private party. So once you've got your invite and I'm at capacity, it's going to be shut down. No, we've got our own security. You don't have cops. Nothing like that. We're going to have our own environment. This is our environment, not anybody else's. The show goes till about 11 o'clock. At 11 o'clock, we're not tearing a thing down. We're putting up a karaoke machine in the middle of the ring, and the fans are as equally invited as the, the, the wrestlers to have an after party till 2 in the morning with booze, karaoke, good times, just Christmas. You don't have to stay, but we but we Sounds do give you the option of the after party right there in the venue. Fantastic. That sounds like a great time. Now to follow up that with the recent news with the um some of the positive tests coming out of the GCW, are you guys taking every Wednesday? Are you making mass requirements for the fans? Uh yeah. Or? So so me and Randy and Hoodfoot, who lives he actually uh he actually stays. We all live together. Uh, we get tested every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, we go get tested. So it, we take it very seriously. We are offering masks at the door. I mean, they're the, they're the blue surgical ones, so they're not really kind on your ears, but you're required to wear a mask if you don't bring one, and we will provide one for you. We're not going to charge you for one. Um, you got to have masks. We're going to be distancing people out. We'll have sanitizer everywhere, but um, we're following the laws, and we are at stage five. So there is a little bit of, you know, we are more open than other people. So some states frown upon everything we do. Right. And honestly, yeah. if you don't want to come to our environment, I don't hold any ill will. But if you talk down in our environment, don't ever contact me for a ticket because we're doing our best. And listen, it's your choice just as much as it's our choice. So we're going to make the best we can and we're going to keep everybody socially distant, but there's a chance that our state's going to be open by December. So I just don't, I just don't know. But until then I am in the guidelines, following them to a T, keeping everybody as safe as possible. But like I said, we are open more than all the other States. So people in other States look at Indiana and they like to shake our finger at us. And it's like, listen, there's nothing we can do about it. Like you said, we're doing the best that we can given the information. We are, depending on what news source you watch, you either can catch it or you can't. It's nobody knows for sure in the general public. We're just doing our best. And I promise you, we're going to keep you as safe as possible. And we'll have socially distanced areas that are better than others, even. But, you know, Indiana's a little bit more open than others. We work in Detroit, they're stage three. Like, uh, you know, certain places have 50% capacity. I'm allowed to have up to 200 people in my building total. So that includes wrestlers. That includes the wrestlers though. So I have to walk a fine line. So I actually have about 60 (laughs) tickets left. And they can get a hold of you on Facebook, Twitter, uh, the whole night. I get Instagram. I know I'm not on it too much, but it notifies me when I get a message. Instagram. Gotcha. But yeah, tickets are $15. Invites are $15. 
And then as soon as November 1st, midnight, it becomes November 1st, they are $20. Interesting. So you got to get those things. If you're out here not going to do a Black Friday sale, don't expect me to drop tickets the the (laughs) day after Thanksgiving or whatever it is. Not going to do it. I've got jazz. I've got Suge D. I've got like a party coming in. I've got a battle scramble. I've got Isaiah. I've got the Young Dragons. I've got Alex Ocean coming in for a death match. Uh, I'm having dudes staple dicks to each other for your pleasure. Sorry, it goes up to 20 bucks if you didn't get tickets ahead of time. <laughs> Dude, watching somebody get 12 dicks stapled to them, that's $20. That's $20 right there. So if you're complaining about the ticket price, you're getting stapled dicks and then the rest. You know what I'm saying? I, I have the best crew in <laughs> indie wrestling. They, I should be charging $50 a ticket. You just can't, though, in this economy. But I'm telling you, everybody will tell you, I've got the best crew. I've got the best crew. Mm, once you're eating really well, you're not the best crew. You're a little comfortable. My crew, we stay a little bit hungry. That's a dynamite motto, and that's a great way to segue into the end of the first ever you are the first ever audio spotlight I've ever done. And I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day and giving me this opportunity to let you come on and talk about Flophouse 2, Indianapolis, Indiana on December 19th. It starts at 7-ish. Doors are at 6. That's correct. correct. Oh, well, we will have a Fantastic. drunk, dirty, bad Santa at 6. You can take pictures with Santa. He's awful, he's drunk, he's wasted, and he's there. I didn't know Billy Bob Thornton. Was no, we've got worse. We can't afford Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> Nor can we afford a little person is the word. I don't know. Um, I, don't, I know we can't. I don't think mid. A dwarf, dwarf, whatever the, whatever the proper word is. We couldn't afford one. So just a drunk Santa for pictures. <laughs> Joseph Schwartz, sir, I have to thank you. I can't thank you enough. Thank you. You are one of the most enthusiastic, humble guys that I've only known of for a short time. Like I said, thanks to the guys at HCW when they brought you in. And then I started following you immediately. And it's been nothing but a mixture of like positivity, comedy, lots of fun. Your big dick energy (laughs) is exuding everywhere. And you can't you you don't see that a lot in the indie wrestling scene. So honestly, to kick off my audio side of this podcast and this venture with you, I couldn't ask for a better guest. Thank man. you. I really appreciate it. Is there it. anything else that you want to plug before we call it a day? Um you can follow me on Facebook and you can follow Flophouse on Facebook. I'm under Joseph Schwartz. Flophouse Wrestling is how you can find us on our like page. We're also on Twitter. Follow me at Gears of Schwartz. Or you can follow the Flophouse at Flophouse as fuck. Or I'm sorry, at Flophouse AF. Um, you can follow us there. I'm going to be putting out tons of content, tons of promos. The promos are going to get so funny and enjoyable real soon and entertaining. I mean, just follow us. We're going on a wild ride, and I have no fucking clue where we're going, but I'm driving. And uh, my foot's on the pedal all the way down. Oh, and we're there. We're there watching every step of the way, man. Like he said, follow him. You'll see all the updates. Follow us at Wrestling Plug Inc. 
will I will do my best to share as much of the content as I can and help spread the word for Flophouse too, because it sounds like it's a very great venture that you've you know concocted here, and it's getting a whole lot of buzz. And I'm glad I could be part of that buzz train. Of course. So for all of those out there listening, thank you, Joseph Schwartz. You are thank the man. You. I can't wait for December 19th. We're going to get you out of here and let you get back to, you know, doing the promoter business. So (laughs) to everybody, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Peace. Everything happens for a reason. It ain't no secret. Life can be exhausting. It can make you feel defeated. But you can beat it. Yeah, we gon' beat it. If you can dream it, you can do it. I can promise y'all that we gon' be okay. We gon' be okay. I know times get hard, but it makes us who we are Just know we gon' be okay, we gon' be okay All you gotta do is start, I can feel it in my heart Oh yeah, we gon' be okay Yeah, I had faith back when they ain't fuck with me Yeah, but I got people wishing they'd have stuck with me, huh? Yeah, look, I'm doing things my way No backup plan, it's too late Ain't no debate, fuck out my face You gotta want it more than all the rest You gotta tell yourself that you the best What you believe is what you manifest You, you gon' be good depending how you handle that on me I spill what I know, this your ducks in a row Make it happen on your own Then it's go time, yeah Then it's show time, yeah I've been up and I've been down People don't appreciate you till you're not around Everything happens for a reason It ain't no secret Life can be exhausting It can make you feel defeated But you can beat it Yeah, we gon' beat it If you can dream it, you can do it I can promise y'all that we gon' be okay We gon' be okay I know times get hard But it makes us who we are Just know we gon' be okay we gon' be okay, all you gotta do is start I can feel it in my heart, oh yeah, we gon' be okay But it's okay to not be okay too Life is all about risks, hell yeah, I've been afraid too All I know is that the worst of times, God always came through And the best is yet to come, so motherfuckers better stay tuned You can't assume nothing, cause you know it's always something Seems like bills come by the dozen, life don't come with no instructions Homie, I spill what I know, get your ducks in a row When you do it, it'll show, then it's go time, yeah Be on your own time, yeah Everything happens for a reason It ain't no secret Life can be exhausting It can make you feel defeated But you can beat it Yeah, we gon' beat it If you can dream it, you can do it I can promise y'all that we gon' be okay We gon' be okay I know times get hard But it makes us who we are Just know we gon' be okay We gon' be okay All you gotta do is start I can feel it in my heart